Hello and welcome to the Sheffield Digital Podcast. My name is Ian Broom and I'm Community Manager for Sheffield Digital. I'm joined today by our directors, Mal Kellerek and Chris Diamond. And we also have a special guest, Mark Gannon, who joins us from Sheffield City Council. Thank you to Birchnell Howden for providing the space and equipment for us to record this show. You can subscribe to the Sheffield Digital Podcast via iTunes, Apple Podcasts or any other sensible podcast player. For more information, head to sheffield.digital slash podcast. Hello, everybody. Hello. 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 So we have uh, a few things to talk about. Thank you to everybody who uh, has already downloaded and listened to episode one. You can find that on our website, sheffield.digital. It's still difficult to say. (laughs) Two weeks later. You'll have to get better at that, you know. Um, uh, So uh, we're going to crack on and and get straight into our, our first topic which is uh, Sheffield Digital's brand new partnership with Sheffield City Council. Um, and that's why Mark's here. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Pleasure to be here. Um, so the first thing I'm going to ask you to do, if you don't mind, is uh, is introduce yourself. Um, for example, when did you join the council and uh, what's your role there? Um, I've been with Sheffield City Council for what seems like much longer, but it's only been two and a half months. <laughs> um, uh, and... Um, my role has, has has got an internal aspect. So uh, internally, it's around how how we improve the technology offer for the council's um, staff so that they can deliver better services to, to the Sheffield residents um, and also responsible for the council's change program. So how do we... How do we use innovation um, and you know new change techniques to to drive improvements and efficiencies and new ways of doing things uh, across the council? Uh, the external aspect is, I suppose, this conversation amongst many things. So um, I've got a role which is around how do I how do I essentially help to um, build a digital Sheffield with partners such as Sheffield Digital and others um, and. Uh, I, I thought we'd probably take a little bit longer to get to to this point, um, but I'm really pleased that we seem to have got here a bit quicker, which is great. Um, so that's that's kind of that's my role with uh, with the council. Fantastic. And uh, what did you do before? Um, my my career is essentially well, well, many 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 years ago, I started off in academia. Believe it or not, um, I did a PhD in housing policy. Um, I can't call myself a doctor, unfortunately, because I didn't submit. But um, uh, but that taught me a lot of stuff. Um, I was always interested. I'm very much driven by values, so have worked around the kind of um, uh, the the public policy or public delivery space all my career. So local government, essentially, for most of my career, barring the last two years where I worked in um, consultancy um, around digital transformation and improving organisations. Fantastic and. Um and and so we should talk about the partnership, really. Hmm. So, uh, it, we got introduced to you, Mark, in your very first week here, Indeed. didn't we? Yes. Um, and that was just a you should meet each other kind yeah. of a conversation. Yeah. From there, what was it that kind of inspired you to think this is an organisation that we could work with? Um, I, I suppose I'd expected to land in Sheffield and find a very mature uh, offer at the city leadership level um, and um, that wasn't there however um, you guys were sort of filling that void to some extent um, and had had obviously taken the initiative so as you say it, it was my first week where, where, where I was introduced to you um, 
and I'm a big believer in uh, using the expertise that's available and not trying to to to, to recreate it, but instead supplement it, complement it. Um, and I'd heard lots of good things in the very short time, you know, in the first few days um, that I was here about what you personally had been doing, but what Sheffield Digital and 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 your activity had been achieving. So it just felt an obvious thing to me that the city council should link up with you guys and and see what we might do together. And I know it's early days, but what kinds of things do you hope that we can achieve by working together? I think, I mean, you know, my, my kind of aspiration uh, is 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 building a coalition of the willing within the digital sector in Sheffield to to kind of, you know, we, we talk about we talk about Leeds and Manchester and Bristol as kind of digital, you know, powerhouses. Um, I think I think we're uh, equally able to do the stuff they do. Um, I think actually we've got things they don't, which is a real collaborative. Uh, vibe in the city across all of the different organizations so I think we've actually got a a set of ingredients that can actually make us do even more than that um, and actually I, I want us to be a thriving digital city um, that that people across Europe and the rest of the world look at and go Sheffield are doing some amazing stuff um, and, I, and and that's ultimately what I think our partnership can can do you know there are some very immediate tangible things which I think we'll probably come on to talk about. Mm-hmm. But you know, how do we how do we get brand recognition for Sheffield as a digital exemplar uh, at a global level? Actually, you know, I'm all for big ambition. Yeah, we were we were ranked tenth um, as a challenger city in mm. UAE's Smart City Index of the UK last year, um, which I thought was a big win for us because I think mm. we pretty much came from nowhere. Yeah, um, and and uh, just some of the things they put in that report were things that we've worked on and, and you know things that we've tried to make happen over the last few years so I, I guess I guess the challenge now is to not be a challenger city anymore mm. but to join the top ranks really well, uh, I think and certainly that, not fall back because yeah. you know, there's a lot of other cities in, in, and towns in in the UK that are doing similar things and investing so yeah I think the the, re- the recent um, digital report that was commissioned by Creative Sheffield and the University of Sheffield talked about us being on the cusp of something great that's and, right and I think that's that's brilliant but I want to move us off the cusp um, and get us, you know, on that upward trajectory. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I, I've been looking um, recently at, at what the history of, of some of these, you know, similar initiatives in other cities. I've looked at Birmingham and Manchester, Bristol, uh, and some of them have, have, have you know, they, they've got things that have been, you know, established for a long time. So we're, you know, we're new. You know, this this coalition is new. Um, Obviously, there's been lots of activity in Sheffield for going back decades, but um, you know things like um, you know Birmingham Innovation Campus. That's um, as a 32-year-old project yeah. already, um, and similar for Manchester Digital. I think they were established in 2001. So um, we've got it's not so much that we've got catching up to do, but um, there's a lot of behaviours and I guess the institution around it hasn't really been established yet. So I think that's what we're really keen to help build. Yeah. And 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 I and I think um, again, it is about what what is the ambition, and I think it's being clear on that ambition, and and sort of for me, it's about ambition and trajectory, um, and you know we won't get there in one one giant leap, um, 
but we will get there and I think I think the partnership that we're developing um, I think will connect is essentially what you guys have been doing anyway is connecting people in the city to to enable them to be more successful um, and I, th- I think I see the council's role as as almost helping to curate that um, we're not we're not our role isn't to do all the doing because actually in a lot of areas we're not the right people to do the doing um, there are others so how can we help to, to enable those people to do that doing as successfully and as easily as possible yeah I think likewise from our point of view I mean, we're a we're an organisation for the digital industry yeah um, and obviously you know a digital city or a smart city has got a lot more aspects to it than just economics of course um, so I mean, we can facilitate and we can connect and yeah. you know take some responsibility in areas that are fit within our remit. But yeah. I think this is about a wider coalition. Absolutely, a lot more areas. Isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's it's the whole it's the whole gamut of of the digital sector right through, you know, from the creative digital angle, but right through right to you know an individual resident living in Sheffield who wants to access digital services. Do they have the skills? Do they have the technology? Do they have you know? The desire and how do we how do we embed that kind of thinking in in everything that we do? Yeah. So it's so a couple of words that we've sort of thrown about a little bit that I'd be interested to explore a bit more. First is, you know, what is our ambition? I think we've always talked a lot about oh Sheffield needs to be more ambitious and yeah. we all need to know where we're going. But historically, we seem to have had real trouble articulating that. So I'd be interested in your thoughts on that. And then to explore a little bit more this idea of a digital coalition and what is it we actually mean and who should be involved in that coalition and how can people and organisations get involved. But first of all, that that thing about ambition, what do you think we need to do in order to really pin that down in a way that people can get behind it? I, I think partially the answer to that question is the answer to the second question you've posed, which is, it, I, I think I have a view, um, but other people have views as well. Um, for me, uh, I, I use the word thrive. So f- for me, it's about the city thriving. So, you know, somebody who lives in Sheffield, feeling that they can not only, you know, exist within the city and, and, you know, have a good job and have good facilities, but actually thrive. And so for me, it's, it's raising it up a level. Um, for organizations who start up in the city that they they don't just start up but actually they can grow and and move on to the next level so um, you know we've got lots of good examples of companies in the city who started here and have taken that next leap but not enough um, and we want to see more of those Um, and you know people who maybe don't have the right um, access to digital skills how do we get them to have the digital skills where they can not only you know book their holidays online but actually um, potentially take part in the information economy so that they can start their own business or you know make the most of it so it's that thriving bit um, I think in terms of the narrative uh, I would like to, to sort of pose that question to the the coalition that we're building actually I suppose my my sort of my red line if you like is it's got to answer some real world questions. So I think we'll talk about the domains um, that we're, we're talking about in a second. Um, but it's what are the big knotty questions as a city that we need to answer? And I think that's where the coalition should should really come into its own and start to focus its thinking. And that's where our ambition should be around. So if it's, in, if it's you know, around skills, well, what's the big question? What's the big challenge? If it's around... Um, Inclusion. What's the big question? What's the big challenge? And I think our ambition then flows from that. 
there's this um, there's this concept. And I think that, um, there's a concept that comes from biology that people in innovation use called the adjacent possible, um, and it's the idea that innovation and you know it doesn't come in like great leaps. It comes in small explorations based on existing knowledge, and I think one of the issues with saying what's the city's ambition is people want to set the ambition really high and that pushes that ambition into the into the realm of the imagination yeah uh, and, and and it's unknown and it's not very clear yeah. um and actually i think cities that, that are really ambitious really work hard to share knowledge and see what's going on in the rest of the world and they and they can use that to step off from so they suddenly become aware that there, there are possibilities and potentials that are enabled by technology that they had never considered before and I would like to see more of those yeah um, so just just yesterday or the day before um, Leeds announced that they're they're, um, they're starting a new initiative um, which creates a feedback loop between the the hybrid vehicle fleet that they're looking to um, to use for city operations um, with uh, air quality monitors throughout the city so that you know there'll be a you know a smart system that will look and so when a, when a hybrid vehicle um, drives into an area that has high uh, levels of pollution right now in real time it will switch itself to eco mode yeah um, and can that be automated um, and so it's you know it, it's things like that that yeah. suddenly become possible um, w with the right stack of technology yeah. and expertise behind it, but you need the imagination to think of it in the first place. And so I think you know, I think you need it, to figure out how to get that. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it, and kind of within within the council as well, it's I, I I sort of think in this concept of I think it, it is about having an ambition, and and I I think you're right that if the ambition is is too kind of futuristic, that people see it as too far away too big a challenge too difficult to achieve they they just don't see how it's feasible but i think that's about setting the trajectory and i think you have to have both things so i think you have the ambition i sort of liken it to the, the analogy i think about is the is the kind of you know the president kennedy in 61 mm -hmm. saying you know by the end of this decade we're going to land a man on the moon and bring them back safely well yeah people in 61 would have probably thought well that's that's insane we'll never achieve that i can't possibly see but what they had was they had trajectory mm. and what came from that was thousands of innovations over the, the over that decade the ultimate goal was achieved but actually along the way lots of things were innovated and invented yeah, that didn't right. exist and i think that's that's the benefit potentially we get from a smart city approach it, it was and it was a very specific objective yeah you know it wasn't yeah, it wasn't. Let's be a smarter city. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, something that's not very not tangible. It yeah, was, it was very directly tangible yeah. and understood yeah. by everybody. And I think to yeah. create an ambition that has that, you know, is that specific and can be understood by everybody in the city, yeah. like all the citizens, yeah, as well. I think would be, yeah, crucial. Um, I wondered if you could uh, just, if we can just head back a, a little bit and talk about how the partnership came about, and and perhaps I don't know if that's something you could cover for us, Mel, and perhaps what it means to Sheffield Digital. Uh, yeah, sure. So um, it just came about through conversations with Mark, um, mm. from originally meeting Mark and uh, sharing what Sheffield Digital was about and understanding how how outward-looking his role was compared to you know, previous situations in the council where they were very much focused on their internal technology situation. So recognising that, that there'd been... a a move forward in, in the council, uh, not a change in approach, but an, an expansion of approach in the council where they were starting to look outwards. 
talking to Mark and sort of finding a you know a, a shared approach and and a similar attitude to things. And I think Mark just said to us, well, what's the right way for us to get involved? Um, and we said, well, we have this thing called a regional partnership, which is where organisations that aren't businesses can support us and work alongside us and work collaboratively in a similar way to uh, how the AMRC has started to do. Um, and then it was really straightforward. Mark said that sounded like a good thing to do. And we just took care of the uh, logistics yeah. and, and that was well, we that. We had a relationship with the council previously, of course, yeah. and we've mm. worked with the council and Creative Sheffield um, on various things. Um, but it's never there's never been a formal relationship. Mm. Um, I, I guess we, we were kind of moving gradually towards that, and um, you know, we, we did uh, a conflab with the with Creative Sheffield back in February, and we've got an agreement with Creative Sheffield to do more of those. Um, we were hoping to do one before the summer, but then this this partnership and these conversations started uh, and so we held off um, but now we want to carry on doing conflabs with Creative Sheffield as part of that kind of agreement that that predated Mark coming on board yeah. um, but using it to to to, um, to get people together to, to influence and to, to debate the digital coalition and yeah. and how we move this agenda forward that we're talking about. Yeah, and in terms of what it means for Sheffield Digital and and the digital businesses in the city, I think it just takes us a step forward in our relationship with the the people who set the policy and, and lead things in the city, and it connects the businesses that make up the digital industries more closely into the city as a whole. And that's, for me, that's what's really interesting because we know the boundaries are blurring. We know that there are digital businesses, but we also know that all businesses are digital. Similarly, the public sector is increasingly digital. Health is increasingly digital. And the question for the city is how do we make that work for the city as a whole and for everybody who lives and works here? And having that link into the council and being able to talk at more levels to more people and to explore how can the businesses work alongside the public sector the policymakers education it just just brings us all even closer and i think that's just going to be a win-win all around yeah i mean i, I think from my perspective it just felt like I mean, I agree with everything that Mel and Chris have said, but but also it you know at its at its most fundamental, it, it's just a statement of intent from the council that that this is an important agenda. Um, it's, well, it's more than important; it's a critical agenda for the city because, as you say, we're we're a digital organisation, um, as are our partners in health and the police and other public services, um, and and it, it's an agenda that we just wanted to sort of make a really clear statement that that we see this is really important. Fantastic. And what's the plan? What's the immediate plan? What are we going to do with all this? New okay. closeness. <laughs> yes. Well, well, we, we've 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 been um, yeah, we've we've got lots. I think we got lots of good press from the announcement. Um, um, I think universal acclaim was was kind of what I saw. I mean, people I think found found it to be a a wholly good thing. Um, we need to build on that. Obviously, the the immediate plans are I think twofold. Um, we we do want to build a a coalition, um, and and it's phrased as a coalition specifically because we want to kind of avoid the the, the, the usual sort of governance approach to this. This yeah. is a, this is a shared endeavour. I think is how I would describe it. Yeah, and porous. 
exactly. Um, and uh, and this is about taking the best minds and the best um, the best leaders within the city and bringing them together to to drive um, to amplify um, the, the the impact of digital for the city. So. Um, the, the council's role in that is is to again to facilitate enable um, uh, where we can um, to show city leadership um, but but to, to not sort of um, rule the roost I suppose um, we are we are you know clearly interested in outcomes for the city but we're not the only ones that are interested in outcomes for the city you guys are the businesses who operate out here are the residents are everybody has an interest and the universities so how do we bring all of those people together to, to get a shared sense of direction so i think that's a very physical bringing together of people um and starting to i guess coalesce them around that narrative that ambition that we talked about and start to describe what that is mm-hmm. um so i think that's probably the first first thing yeah yeah and and to help that i mean we've, we've started and talking about breaking down the whole agenda into yeah. chunks or domains. Yeah. Um, and I guess the the idea is to bring groups of people together in each of those domains um, who can provide, you know, expertise and engagement with those particular, in those particular areas. Yeah. Um, and, and we can talk about what those domains are in a sec. Um, but also then to, to bring the whole coalition together um, so that people can see the overview um, and then, uh, and, and for each of the kind of groups within those domains to be able to talk to each other and yeah. to, and to um, report on progress and initiatives that are going on and, and have a common platform of communicating that um, to each other, to the rest yeah. of the coalition and to the general public so that people can engage with it where they see an opportunity to. And, and keen, keen that, that you know if, if it is a digital coalition that we use digital techniques for engaging yes, and right. um, and taking the conversation forward so you know things like using Slack and Trello to, to sort of work in the open yeah. I think is really important because then it builds a greater sense of shared ownership yeah yeah. I mean that's one of the things that I've always felt about cities they're, they're massively complex they're much more complex than the, the institutions that are tasked with governing them or um and and uh, you know they, they, you can't control. You have to simplify to control them. And I, I, I it's, you know, it may be a good approach to be able to manage something, but it's a bad approach to allow cities to really take most advantage of their capabilities and the energy that exists. Yeah. So providing ways for people to get involved in things um, off their own bat, you know. Yeah. Um, so you know, seeing what's going on and who's involved in things and 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 being able to to get a good overview of an area of activity in the city without having to figure out who to speak to and spending three months trying to researching and being yeah. pushed around and going to meetings and trying to figure out what's going on I think I think yeah. that I think that will be the big benefit actually is because because it is difficult because there is a lot of complexity in the system and, and you know often you, you're doing something unaware that somebody else has already done it or is doing it yeah. so you know there's 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 a lot of complexity but there's potentially a lot of duplication and how can we remove that duplication but amplify the effects of what people are doing and that's that's yeah. the that's the benefit of bringing people together and making those connections but i guess from the sort of curation point of view um using a model like that to be able to see where there isn't enough activity going yeah, on in some areas absolutely where we're aware that there's you know there's there's a need for something or there are you know there are successes in other cities and other places but there's there's no one's doing anything that anyone's aware of and yeah. we have a good kind of a good idea of whether it's happening or not because the the coalition should have much better 
not you know overall yeah. knowledge and um and view of what's going on yeah um so that then provide opportunity for the council and partners to um you know foster new innovation and new activity in some areas yeah. that are lacking and ultimately where, where i'd like to get to is that we've got a coalition that's kind of got a settled settled view of of the direction and actually a, a narrative that, that we can then share with the outside world so when funding's available yeah there's a very easy route to bring that funding into the city yeah at the minute i think that could be quite difficult mm. um which is why other cities that have a at least tell a good story are better at securing some of that funding mm-hmm Yes, you need things to point to when you're doing yeah. a funding application. You need to, you know, and and it needs to be very clearly described online as well. Whether it's a, a report or a or a you know website of an organisation, to be able to to just point to things and pull those assets together and yeah. get some paragraphs from key people to get yeah. into into a bid. Yeah, yeah, making uh, that easy would help. We, we talked about um, the idea of the digital coalition. Mm. Um, what about the digital conference? There are two strands to the. To the partnership, so so I think we're um, we're keen to um, uh, almost build the coalition through the conference, uh, probably yeah. as I would just probably describe it. Um, this this is about bringing those um, bringing those people together to, I suppose, start to describe and 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 think about what those different domains of activity might be in the digital sector within yeah. Sheffield. So. Um, without going through them all in detail, we're we're looking at you know smart smart living smart people smart infrastructure so how do we get the right people having the right conversations within those domains who who might lead to that conversation um so the the conference essentially would be a place to i suppose put a mark on the sand to say you know this is what we 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 believe a digital sheffield could look like this is how we think we could organize mm-hmm. um what do you think digital sheffield people um, yeah. essentially um again it's it's not dictating but it's it's kind of trying to get to a position where there is a shared view that can be taken forward um because i think you, you will get more buy-in like that i think yeah i think we're looking at it being kind of a half day event in november yeah um with a um kind of theater style conference bit to start with um to talk about the the overall coalition concept, the domains, um, and the kind of current state of affairs in ones that maybe are more established than others by then. Um, and then after that, having kind of breakout sessions within each of the domains and across them for people to run sessions and debate particular topics within those, yeah. um, more like an unconference or an open yeah. space. And who's, who's it for? Who do you see uh, attending? Well, I, I think, I think, in, yes, it's for, for the digital leaders in the city and it would be nice for non-digital leaders to be there as well to get a sense of what's going on but fundamentally it's for the it's for the people that are leading the digital agenda in the city and and the community that's interested in getting involved in it and, and I suppose it's important to say that that will be across all sectors um, yeah. uh, both public private but also in terms of those different areas so education industry you know wider public sector so it's 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 literally a wide coalition of those willing digital leaders who may be looking for you know maybe looking for this this coalition themselves and don't know it yet so um I think what I'd like to see coming out of the conference is is is, is a very practical identification of who those people are that that could then take it forward. I think we're seeing the conference as almost the the start of the journey yeah 
um, and those those domains would have leads who would essentially form a Sheffield Digital Leadership Forum. I don't want to call it a committee or a, <laughs> or one of those traditional governancey terms, but a, a group of people who you know can can take the, the vision forward. Yeah. Yeah, and and in, in the lead up to that, we mentioned earlier that we we're going to have a conflab. So the conflab, um, which is scheduled for the Thursday, the twenty first of September. Um, is an opportunity for for our community, the Sheffield Digital community, to come and feed into that process. So, um, we'll we'll talk in more detail about the 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 model and the domains and and the sort of underpinning thoughts um, around it. Um, and we'll we'll publish that um, before the conflab and get a briefing paper out as yeah. well. Um, and th- so that will be um, it'll be at the workstation six till eight or so. So two hours um, opportunity for people to to get into the nitty gritty a bit more and to really understand what it's about and to yeah. provide their thoughts and input. Um, as as we said, it's we've sketched it out so far, so this is not something that's yeah, set in stone. Yeah, absolutely. This is this. Nor is, will it be? Probably. No, it won't be. This this is about you know um, taking the best thoughts from the best minds in the city, um, and there are lots of them. So. Um, uh, let, uh, interesting. If we can get the same kind of turnout that we did for the recent. Um, uh, for the showcase, the summer showcase, yeah, the summer showcase, which was the, the best attended in yeah. North, wasn't it? Um, then you know that would that would be great. Um, but I think it shows there is a real willingness and a real desire in the city, and and I've really seen, you know, when I've gone around and talked to people about these plans, mm. I've not heard one person say that's not a good idea. We shouldn't do that. So you know, I'm really really hopeful that, that this this will yeah. be a good thing. Yeah, we can see some of these coalitions already emerging yeah. um, in health and in, yeah. in skills. Um, so to, to bring them together and to give them the opportunity to connect with other other groups. A of, coalition of the coalitions. Yeah, so, well, yeah. <laughs> it's a meta-coalition. A meta-coalition. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we like. Uh, we've, we've only got you for a, a handful of minutes uh, more. Um, is there anything else we want to say about the partnership or can I go to a listener question? We have, we have two. We, oh, yeah, have, listen to the question for sure. Yeah? Yeah. It's, it, it's specifically for you, Mark. Okay. I apologise in advance for that without mentioning it to you before. That's all right. It's not too controversial, I don't think. Um, Cam, uh, Cam Spillman of Paper says that uh, he would be interested to know if you've had time <laughs> um, to start planning a smart city strategy for Sheffield um, and, and, and what can we learn from other cities? And equally, and perhaps more importantly, what might set Sheffield apart? Um, have I had time to start planning a smart city uh, strategy? Um, I have started thinking about it, uh, it's fair to say. Um, but actually, sorry, sorry to sort of point back to the, the coalition, but I'd like to see the coalition sort of forming that strategy. You know, I've got some ideas of what that might look like. Um, you know, you, you gave the example earlier about the um, the hybrid vehicles. Mm. You know, we've got some challenges around air quality, so I've got some ideas around around that that, that we're currently discussing with colleagues. Um, I want to use the talent in the city to help with that. Um, I, I think what what differentiates Sheffield? Um, I mean, that's an interesting question. I think I think it is the I think it is the collaborative nature of the people. Um, uh, that live in the live in the city that that kind of I think will make it probably easier for us to achieve things if we can just align them. Um, uh, but yeah, I, it, it's in train, but I haven't done much more than sort of think about it at this yeah. stage. Isn't it, I mean the the what sets Sheffield apart one is an interesting one. Yeah. Because um, on the one hand, you want you want 
she needs to be resilient. So they, you, they, you know, they need to be pursuing everything that, you know, that everyone is. You know, you, you, you need to have a, a, a successful economy and a successful um, public realm and, and infrastructure and services. And you know, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're especially as a council, you're you know you're doing things kind of for the lowest common denominator you know you want everybody to participate in this thing you can't you can't pick and choose winners or yeah or concentrate on priorities but of course every city is different there's, there's different attributes and i think sheffield has some interesting ones that people don't think about that much um one of them is that it's got a great quality of life um, yeah. and you know it's close to the peak district which people know about uh, but it's also got the the largest district heat and energy system in the country um which from a smart city perspective is an incredible asset to have. And we, we make very little use of it. We don't really tell the story around it. Um, so there's an investment made back in the 1980s that has now, now you know, become a, a, you know, a really um, important component of, of, you know, energy security and sustainability yeah. within, within the city. So, and there's, there's a lot we could do around sustainable energy and renewables. Um, you know, with the the energy network at, at the at the centre, yeah. and I, and I think I think you know that we we have some assets like two top class universities yeah. in city the city, yeah. city centre based, yeah. um, who are actually uh, doing some really interesting stuff. So we've we've uh, we've got the Urban Flows Observatory, yeah. which actually. Um, it's groundbreaking. Yeah, it is groundbreaking. So, so, so I think there therein lies potentially a massive opportunity to to start to build our smart. Sheffield's strategy around some of the, the research that's happening there. Yeah. Marvellous. Well, well, thanks for joining us. Do you have another question? Was uh, there another? You know? Well, there is another question, but I'm also conscious that it's three minutes to one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can, I can squeeze another one in quickly. Squeeze another That's the spirit. Um, <laughs> okay, we have another question. It's at least there are three questions in one. Are you sure? It's <laughs> climbing. Am I going to regret saying that? <laughs> it's, it's from Paul Coop. I'll try and condense it a little bit. Um, uh, he'd be interested to hear um, how the council develops its online services. We perhaps haven't got time for all of that, but I think it's more around the idea of the council potentially moving to a more central government GDS agile way of doing things to kind of uh, use the research-led development yep. approach. Is that something that's that, on the cards? That is absolutely something that's on the cards. Um, uh, we are... Um, we, we've done a lot of great stuff as the council um, to, to get to where we are. Um but obviously, there is there is there is a lot of kind of uh, new approaches around, you know, agile. That the whole GDS alpha beta sort of outside in um, approach to, to to service design, which we're really really keen on. Uh, part part of my remit actually is to start to is to build that community of change makers within the council um, to give them permission to do this kind of stuff. Um, I'm really not keen on the, 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 the big massive change programs and the big sort of you know approaches to doing things because well we, we all know where that leads um, so yeah um, w- one thing I'm really really keen to do is um, again when I've been here maybe a little bit longer is is to start to think about how we how we engage with, with the city in terms of um, organisations who might help us to solve some of those problems and provide some services to us you know uh, I, I want to do smaller pieces of work with more people um, you know, multi-sourcing approach to, to, to helping us solve our problems. Um, so, absolutely, that that's an approach we're 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 moving towards. Fantastic. And that public sector transformation part is within one of the domains within the coalition Indeed. as well. So, yeah, it's absolutely one of the topics. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll thank you for a third time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll say thank you again for a third time. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Cheers. Thank you. Brilliant. It's been great. Thank All you. Right. 
So uh, quite a few people have been getting in touch with us asking for updates on the various tech hubs that have been talked about in the city mm. since the beginning of the year. One of those is the um, redevelopment of the old co-op building, Castle House, down yeah. at Castle Gate, mm, uh, which is the Collider project. project. And the other one that quite a few people know about is um, Sheffield Hallam University's thoughts, I don't know if they're plans, but they're definitely thoughts about whether they could turn one of their buildings into a hub. There was the workstation um, Arts Council one as well. We could maybe update on that. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, um, Castle House and Collider. Um, for people who don't know, uh, Collider Projects is a consortium of a number of different people, including the developer who owns the actual building. Mm -hmm. And they were the consortium that won the bid that Sheffield City Council put out for someone to create a tech hub in the city. Mm -hmm. um, this used to be known as the Maker Hub, but Maker Hub is actually something different. So I try and refer to it as Collider Projects. The last that I understood of where that had got to was that they were trying to finalise their contract with the council. And we don't know whether that's been finalised yet or what that means in terms of the likely timescale for Castle House being in any way usable. Chris and I did get to go and have a little tour around there. Yeah. How long ago was that, Chris? Ooh. April, May? I think so. It was a while ago. Uh, but yeah, there, there was renovation work in progress at the time. And I mean, there are some tenants in the building. Are there? Um, yeah. Oh, in, I didn't in know. The, you know, the, they've been in there for a while. Though. Oh, the of, retail. Yeah, yeah. The retail um, side is like a haberdashery or something. Um, but yeah, we haven't we haven't caught up properly with the guys at Collider. Um, had brief sort of email back and forth maybe a month ago. Um, and... I mean, they've been saying that they're close to an announcement and close to, to signing um, for for a while. The impression I've got is that they, they're in negotiations with a number of tenants. Um, and some of those, you know, some of those might be businesses, um, but they're also, they're also looking to bring in um, accelerators um, and incubators. So there's, they've, they've got quite a few and they seem quite bullish that they're, that, you know, it's going to basically going to be, they've got, they've got 80,000 square foot of space and a lot of that is going to be given over to, to incubators around specific application areas. So advanced manufacturing and tech was one of them. Health was another one. Um, so, uh, and some of the partners they're bringing in, you know, most of the partners they're bringing in are from outside. Yeah. I think um, Y Accelerator is, is going to be one of them. Um, but we don't know any of this for sure yet. We don't know do any we? of this for sure, so we're yeah. just going to speculate. Yeah. So um, perhaps what we can do is get in touch with them and see if they'd like to come and join us for this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Even when they're ready to answer some questions. We'll, we'll certainly speak to them in September. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's Castle House and Collider Projects. Um, Sheffield Hallam were looking at whether their uh, building that used to be called the NXP building yep. on Furnival Street mm -hmm. might be turned into a tech hub mm -hmm. and Sheffield Digital actually did a project with them bringing together people from different areas of the digital scene in Sheffield. Yeah so it was it was supposed to be it was predicated on the idea of bringing together 
um, digital media, digital making, um, cybersecurity, and video games. And so we convened lunches with um, people in those industries to talk to them about what they would need from a hub and how they could see it working. Mm-hmm. And there were lots of really good ideas that came out of it, lots of really good um, uh, insight into how it would need to be designed so it would serve the industry as much as it served the university. Um, and we presented those um, you know, in person and in a report. Uh, and that was completed that end of June, was it? Beginning of July? Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure what the current status is. I don't know if you've spoken to So uh, the latest update that I have from Hallam is that they are working on a business plan. So yeah. that indicates to me that it's something they would still like to do. What they need to figure out is the um, can they afford to do it? Do the numbers stack up? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's August, so everybody's away having their holidays yeah. at the moment so i expect that there'll be more to update yeah. in september it's definitely very positive i mean in, in the presentation the, there was a lot of positivity on on the on the academic side and on the you know u- university hierarchy side mm. so and then the cool. final one was uh, the workstation put a bid into the arts council yeah to try and create more of a creative media mm-hmm. hub um, within the workstation unfortunately they weren't successful in yeah. their bid but I have had some uh, really nice conversations with Tom Morfenden mm-hmm. uh, from Sheffield Tech Parts and the workstation just earlier this week and I think he's got some plans to do some things with existing spaces both within the tech parks and the workstation which while they won't create a full-blown hub will at least start to create some more attractive and usable mm. uh, space convening um, co-working yeah. those sorts of spaces and I think he's hoping to move on that fairly quickly so yeah. again you know maybe he's, he's, he's looking for other funding opportunities to to implement the vision that they had for for the first bid as well, so. <laughs> Sorry, Neil, Neil Birchall has just left the building and pulled faces as he walked past the window, Oops. so hence the giggles. So yeah, that's that's about everything we can update on with Tech Hubs and when we know more, we'll... Yeah, everything everything will kick off again in, in September sometime, so I'm sure we'll, we'll find out a lot more. Uh, meetups, um, yeah. we want to give a reminder for people who organize meetups not to forget where to put it uh yeah to, well do you want to talk about this to put them in the in the events so calendar. yes please if you organize a meetup and you want to make sure it appears on the events calendar or on the website and also in the events cal- uh, channel in slack then what you need to do is put it on open tech calendar sheffield if you're using meetup.com there is an easy way to link that to Open Tech Calendar so it easily gets pulled through. Mm-hmm. Um, the best way to find out how to do that is to just drop me a message on Slack and then I can send a quick, here's how you do it. Um, but the main thing is every so often I get little emails from Open Tech Calendar saying, does such and such a meetup have any more meetings? Um, which means that the the events aren't pulling through so just a reminder please make sure that you're yeah you, you have to list. you have to re- refresh the feed every three months i think right on open tech calendar um so it will pull it pull through automatically from meetup.com um or you can you can create um a, you know a meetup group in 
the open events calendar and put your meetups in there but you can only schedule up to like three months in advance or something okay. um just to stop people like scheduling mass, you know legacy events out into the infinite future that you know then don't happen um we, we really need to create a section on the website around meetups with this information in it and also a link to the uh, the meetup um, database in Airtable um, and ultimately it would be really nice to, um, to to use that database to populate um, you know an information section about the meetups that are going on you know who to contact and what how often they meet and just so there's a as well as there being an events list that there's a directory of meetups and people that run them um, we have all of that information in the in the database um, but we're not publishing it to the website um, and if, if you want to access I mean the, the database is open for people to add information to um, but again there's no link to it on the website but if you if you're on slack and you go into the meetups channel it's uh, the link is actually pinned to the top of that channel um, I will. Uh, I'll, put a, in I'll put a, a link to to it in the show notes for this episode. Okay, cool. as well. Yeah, do that as well as the and open we'll, tech. We, and then we'll, we, yeah, we should talk about putting a meetup section on the website somewhere at some point <laughs> when we've got time. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, meetups and events, yeah. um, we have a series of upcoming events. Some of these we mentioned in the previous episode, but uh, a gentle reminders. All right, and there are some new ones in here too. Yeah. Um, it's the Wuthering Bites in Hebden Bridge. That's still going to take place on the 1st to the 10th of September. Yep. It's sold out. <gasps> Is it? Yeah. Well, so if anyone, if it, but if anyone's going and wants to write a guest blog post about it, that would be fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm probably going on the 4th, on Monday the 4th. Um, but just a, I mean, just a one thing. So yeah, <laughs> I mean obviously there's loads of other Neatly things going Neatly sidestepped, on. Chris. <laughs> Which, well, I'm going to write about it anyway, so yeah, that's fine. The next uh, Smart Sheffield meetup on Monday, the 11th of September. Yep, yeah, and there's going to be a meeting of the Things Network beforehand. So if anyone's interested in the Things Network Sheffield, which is um, an effort to create a community-owned LoRaWAN network across the city, um, let me know and come along to that. It'll be five o'clock at Arup, and then the main meetup will be six thirty on Monday um, Industry 4.0 or 0 Reinventing the Northern Economy that's uh, the 7th of September at Curzon do you know anything about that? I don't know very much about it I was asked to speak at it um, and I'm not sure I'm going to be able to, to do it but it's something that's organised by Freeths um, so it's, it's looking at Industry 4.0 and the t- digital um, advanced manufacturing industry um, I don't know very much about it I'm not even sure if it's if there's a public invite for it no it looked like it was invitation only okay. from the Probably email that you sent to me but it's interesting that it's going on yes yeah um the fsb business breakfast on brexit with paul blomfield mp on the 15th of september what does fsb stand for should i know i feel like i should know federation for small businesses yes mm. yeah not the, not what is now the K, what used to be the kgb <laughs> i'll let myself off <laughs> Yeah, Federation of Small Businesses are doing it. They do regular kind of business breakfast, and there's there's a Brexit one with Paul Blomfield, who's MP for Sheffield Central, and who's now on the sh- sort of shadow committee for Brexit, I understand. So if anybody wants to ask pointed questions about Brexit negotiations, that's probably a good opportunity to do so. Mind you, I mean, it's talking to the uh, Labour MP, so not someone who's directly involved in negotiations. I don't think they're having public meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the uh, digital 
Policy Conflab um, coming up on Thursday, the September the 21st. Yeah, as we spoke about earlier. Um, so that'll be about the Digital Coalition. Um, and there's an, I've got an Eventbrite. Um, well, there will be an Eventbrite out by the time this goes out on, out, uh, yeah, on podcast. So um, sign up for it. Probably, um, yeah, we talked about maybe getting as many people as there were at the Summer Showcase. Um, I'll have to talk to um, Creative Sheffield and the workstation about numbers, but I've I've made 50 tickets available to start with. And finally, opportunities for Sheffield Business on the 27th of September. That's the one you're speaking at, isn't it, Chris? Yeah, this is one that's organised by the Chamber, um, and I'm speaking, I think Ed Highfield from Creative Sheffield speaking as well, um, and a few other people. Um, it, it, it's basically an opportunity for us to talk about the tech industry, um, so I'll probably put some more information out um, before then, and if anyone wants me to raise particular things. Um, but I'm, I'm essentially talking about um, what opportunities there are in Sheffield to get involved with the with tech businesses and and the community in general, and and sort of a quick rundown of what local tech businesses are doing, what their successes have been this year, and what's going on. So I'm quite looking forward to that. Be a good chance to get our name out there a bit more as well. Fantastic. And I guess uh, that's the end of that list. But I guess if anyone wants to tell us about an event and they want us to share it on here, then get in touch. Yeah. And there, there are meetups going on, of course, as well. So uh, I think it's .NET Sheffield, uh, beginning of September, possibly. Um, um, I think, yeah. Check on the, the events calendar on the website. They should all be there. So now we'll talk very briefly, I think, because um, there's not an awful lot to say, but uh, we are... We are writing, we have written a first draft of a, a, a Slack policy. I don't know if you know this, but this morning I um, invited the 700th person to the Sheffield Digital Slack team. Awesome. Wow, brilliant. 700 people, fantastic. Um, and so it's probably time we had a policy <laughs> or a, a code of conduct. So um, I've, I've sort of put together a first draft of that. We think it's an important thing to have. Generally, uh, there are not many problems. There aren't many issues to, no. uh, to solve, which is great. People are courteous and respectful and awesome, um, but it's important to have a, a, a code of conduct just in case. Yeah, I think as well as the code of conduct, um, it, would, it would be useful to um, let people know, you know, what the Slack's used for. Um, there's so many channels now, you know, we don't and we don't need to explain what all the channels are for, but um, just that a lot of them are for are for meetups and particular interest groups. Um, but you know, the official ones are prefixed with a hyphen, and you know what the what you know little things like you know don't have you know long conversations on the general channel um without using threading or going off into into specifics or somewhere just because we want to we want to keep it open for announcements and you know people to um you know to say fresh things and start fresh topics um but yeah i think i think when people join it it's a bit overwhelming because there's an awful lot of stuff on there um so just giving them a little little guide a little roadmap to what they can find there and get more conversations going maybe in some of the channels that are a bit neglected yeah and i think it's a, a document that's it's a living document it can be updated and changed and and uh and you know yeah are you going to make it open to people to comment on um we, uh, as in on the website yeah yeah we could do no reason why not i mean certainly people can email me and say this would be better worded in this way it might, I'll, might I'll, be I'll, might be an idea to have a, a current official one and then the background document available for a link for people to comment on and then we can refresh the official one after some discussion 
Okay, sounds good. Um, I've just written down this is a very small thing, but it's, this is a, an example of um, of content, which is which is my thing, of uh, a kind of open sourcing. So, write a Slack policy. Like, where do you start? So, that I, I thought there must be other people who've done this, and so I was able to find a couple of examples, which I don't have to hand, and I can't remember, but um, I've included them at the bottom of the um, of the of the draft that we put together. And um, it's just something that I think is important to do. If you've written something that can be useful for other people, just to share it, give it away, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. A membership update. So we always uh, want to say a quick thank you and a big up, as I believe they say, to um, um, to our, our new members. Definitely. So <laughs> since our last episode, we've had uh, Helix Ops. Is that right? Helix? Helix Ops, I think. Helix Ops. It's Adam Wilbraham. Wilb. Yep, um, uh, they become uh, a company member, which is fantastic. Thank you. And we've had um, individual memberships uh, from Ian Ibbotson, Beth Evans, and Scott Story. Um, I can't remember whether we mentioned it in the in the first episode, but one of the things that we've changed recently is the um, monthly membership, so p- people can sign up and pay a smaller amount, but monthly, as opposed to having to find a larger sum. I don't know if that's something that's worth mentioning but definitely worth mentioning because I think lots of people are finding that that's quite useful and are taking it up yeah and my little plug is that an individual membership is less than the price of two cups of coffee at Tampa a month so it's so, nothing people so avoid geek brekkie for a couple of weeks <laughs> buy a membership instead no, no, no nobody's foregoing coffee to <laughs> no that was stupid of me wasn't it Ask, asking this community to give up coffee for a membership it's the wrong analogy should have known better <laughs> um and uh, we also thought it would be good to plug our sponsors too they um obviously a very important part of uh, what we do so that's shorts uh effecto and north coders thank you to them too and that's it. Thank you for listening. You can subscribe to the uh, podcast in iTunes or um, whichever app you prefer to do so in. Um, we recommended Overcast for iOS and Pocket Cast for Android last time. I still recommend those. Um, if you have any issues with subscribing or, or, or any part of listening to the show, then just get in touch and I'll try and help out if I can. You can find out more about the show in general at sheffield.digital slash podcast. And uh, we post every episode to the um, to the website as well, where you'll be able to find um, a lovely little player, but also show notes, so links to all of the things that we've talked about over the course of the episode. Um, and future guests, so we're going to put together um, a, a list of guests and try and organise ourselves in advance. Um, uh, and so, if there's anybody that you think should be on the show, or that you, or if you want to be on the show yourself, then do get in touch and let us know. You can contact info at sheffield.digital and I think that's it thank you for listening nice one cheers in bye thanks bye